Hi, I'm Ruthie, owner of Defy the Status Quo, and you're listening to an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast, your daily 10-minute dose of business knowledge. So let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about how to handle slow periods. So slow periods impact every business. It's, you know, the amount of money coming in can be a bit stressful, right? So when it goes up, that's super great. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm so great. You're in charge of the sales department. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what department you're in charge of. Outsourcing is something that most businesses have to consider because as smaller businesses or mid-sized businesses, when you're competing with enterprise-level organizations, your one of your advantages is being lean and agile. And what part of what that means is not necessarily taking on employees for tasks that you could affordably outsource. Why? Because your business has no obligation beyond the contract when you outsource certain tasks. So generally speaking, there are two types of outsourcing, and those are the two that we're going to talk about today. The first type is what people typically think of when you talk about outsourcing. It's the the incredibly rote or simple and also typically time-consuming tasks that you shouldn't necessarily be the one doing. So if you're a marketing officer or let's say you're the content marketing director, let's say. So maybe it's an even bigger organization where they'd actually have you, the content marketing director. Should you necessarily be the one entering in lead gen information or pulling search engine optimization reports? Not necessarily you specifically. If you're an entrepreneur, should you be the one inputting uh, the 50 business cards you got from the week-long conference that you just got back from? No, probably not. And when I say that you shouldn't be the one doing it, What I mean is, is it the best use of your time? So let's say it takes an hour, takes an hour. What else could you accomplish in that hour that would generate revenue for your business? And that is what I mean here. So for me, an hour, what can I do in an hour? I could outline three or four blog posts. I could... I could record maybe five or six podcast episodes. Those are things, those are outward facing activities that could generate me more business. So do I have to necessarily be the person who enters in my CRM, you know, enters uh, business card information into my CRM? No, I don't have to be that person. So the other type of outsourcing is the one that people don't necessarily like to use the word outsourcing with. So It's important to consider the connotation of the word. So when we say outsource, people are typically thinking, oh, you're going to take my work and farm it out, which is also a pretty negative phase phrase. You're going to farm it out and, you know, maybe you're expecting not to get great quality work back. And that is not always the case. So the second type of outsourcing are complex, complex tasks that you shouldn't necessarily be the one learning and executing. So this might be... I have my best example is infographic design. On one of my blog posts, my executive assistant, she's pretty awesome. We worked together to create an infographic to help people create 
great LinkedIn profiles. I was considering doing the infographic design myself on Canva. I played around with the template for maybe a minute and a half before I was like, nope, this is not something I should be spending my time on. I can come up with all the points and the content that we need to put in there. I can help with the tweaking. I can give feedback so it looks exactly the way that I want it to. But this graphic design thing, even using Canva, is not the best use of my time. Enter Sylvia, who's my executive assistant, and she has awesome graphic design skills. And she was able to pull together that infographic and we worked back and forth to tweak it. And that was a much better use of my time. It would have taken me forever to get everything just the way I wanted to in Canva. But because she's good at what she does, I didn't have to take the time to learn it struggle with it, and then finally maybe get something done that I was proud of. So it's very possible that what I came up with at the end wouldn't have been something that I would have been proud of to put on my website. So that's the other thing to consider. Not only are these tasks typically more complex and time consuming, it's because of someone else's years of experience that they're able to execute them better than you. So it's not to say you couldn't learn it. It's not to say I couldn't learn graphic design because I could, but I don't feel that that's the best use of my time. I would not be working in my area of brilliance. And I try to spend as much time as possible working in my areas of brilliance because that it makes me the happiest and it generally generates the most revenue for my business. So the major difference, right? The first one are simple tasks that are typically time consuming. Um, and they're easy to learn, but they're time consuming. They're typically inexpensive. So these are things like data entry, maybe somebody inputting data from one spreadsheet or one type of uh, information format into another. Um, it could be pulling stats for something. It could be responding to customer service inquiries, very basic customer service inquiries. It could be uh, sending out emails, you know, welcome emails and things like that. Uh, but it's all very basic stuff that's easy to learn. These are typically inexpensive. Contractors on even the higher end offering these sorts of services um, typically have trouble justifying their fees or they offer other services. So maybe you put out a job post on Upwork or you put out to your LinkedIn network that you're looking for some help with some data entry work and a virtual assistant responds and she charges you know, $30 an hour. That's considered on the expensive side for a virtual assistant. But if she's usually a virtual assistant for a writer like myself and maybe does proofreading or how Sylvia does, you know, she'll go over my stuff. She drafts all of my blog posts and she helps me with other, you know, drafting other blog posts, but she also does the design for the graphics and everything. So she could charge more than somebody who just does data entry. So if you're looking to save money here, what you're looking for is someone who just does data entry and likely lives not in the United States, and then they would charge lower rates. So again, it's those tasks are usually easy to learn, but they're time consuming. And so you don't necessarily want to be the person doing them. And then the difference then for the second type is that they're more expensive, the tasks are more complex, and excellent contractors in these fields are often hard to find, or you know, ones that work well with you are hard to find. So maybe you talk to a lot of web designers and, you know, there were some that looked really good, but they just didn't mesh with you or you didn't feel a connection. You didn't feel like they would handle your stuff properly or the way that you wanted, right? So they're professionals and, and you would recommend them to other people potentially after your interactions, but you didn't feel like they were the best fit for you. Um, 
The other thing to consider is these people might be too expensive, which puts you back to, okay, maybe this is hard. You have to decide, should I learn how to do this so I can get this project done? Or is it a project that you can save for when you have the funds to pay for an expert in this field or not even an expert, but someone who's good at what they do in this field? Again, looking at something like web design or graphic design, could I save this project for when I can afford to outsource it? And if it's something where you're like, yeah, I could learn how to do this, but what I would do wouldn't be as good, then maybe save it. Maybe six months down the road, um, you put that as a goal for your business. Six months down the road, I'm going to be able to pay a graphic designer to design, you know, X types of graphics or X number of graphics, and then we'll be able to repurpose those on my website. The other thing to consider is that when you have the second type of outsourcing, you're going to want to build relationships and if you do have to search for someone, you don't want to do it in a rush. You will compromise on your standards for what you want to get done, and then the project still won't turn out the way that you want to. So when you're ready to look for someone for the more complex type of outsourcing, for those harder topics or uh, harder industries, tasks, you want to make sure that you are taking your time and vetting your people. Finding someone for data entry is going to be a lot easier than finding the just right web designer. So that way your website looks exactly the way that you want it to. Okay. That's been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm Ruthie, your host, owner of Defy the Status Quo, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. get your feedback on this episode. So please feel free to leave a comment wherever you've come into this. If it's the podcast on my blog or uh, in a video on YouTube, and I'll see you again next time. You know, be sophisticated and have sources. So that's been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I look forward to seeing you again soon.